It was love. It was love that held him on the cross. I want to start by asking, a, I think, an important question this morning. Are we living as Crucifixion Friday, or are, or are we living as Resurrection Sunday? Now, in the Daily Press, a couple of people have already given me a copy of it. And if you haven't got one, I encourage you to go out and, and buy the Daily Press and, and read an obituary. It's a very special obituary. You'll know it when you see it, trust me. Uh, that's all I'm going to say because it, it's, it's very special. I encourage you to, to buy one this afternoon and, and, and see that. We can, we can have an obituary or we could celebrate life. That's kind of our two choices. And what I want us to do this morning is kind of look at Friday and Sunday looking at it from our, our self perspective, our sin perspective, and even our death perspective. Is it Friday or is it Sunday? Is it the blah and the gloom and the, and the just despair of Friday? Or is it the glorious resurrection of Sunday? Let's pray. And then we're going to look at a, a text that, that is often looked at, I'm sure, on, on Easter, on Resurrection morning. Luke 24, verses 1 through 12. We're going to read through it all and, and just give a couple of highlights from it. But I really want us to focus on which life am I living, honestly? Where am I at? Where am I at? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for direction from your word. And Holy Spirit, thank you for your conviction because you convict us when we need to know where we're at in our lives, when our relationship with you. And Lord Jesus, we just, we just lift you up and thank you so much. Hopefully every day, but especially this day as we take time to celebrate your resurrection. And Holy God, I just pray this morning that you would just show us in your word and just what we need to be doing, how we need to be living for you, how every day needs to be Sunday and not Friday. So speak to us. I just ask that you would be the message and the messenger, that you would challenge my heart, convict me, convict all of us, so that every single person in this room walks out of here determined to be Sunday believers. Every day is Sunday in our hearts. For with us now, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke 24, starting verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone and found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And they remembered his words. 
When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Okay, what about yourself? Are you living Friday or are you living Sunday? Now, Friday for Jesus, let's just look at that for a minute. And then I want us to look at Friday for us. Friday for Jesus. Well, you know what? Jesus knew that he would suffer. He knew that uh, there, there would be a horrible suffering that he would go through. There was probably a war going on within his very being. He knew that he had to offer himself that, that supreme sacrifice so that, so that we, us, could have a supreme eternity with him, with God. Jesus knew on Friday it was going to be terrible. His garden prayer, and if you go back and read that prayer, you'll, you'll see a segment that's very interesting. And I take it very literally. I, I think we need to believe God's word when it says something. And it, it very clearly says that, that he prayed so intently that he sweated blood. In other words, he prayed so intently, the blood vessels in his very forehead burst. I've never prayed that intently. Anybody <laughs> ever prayed that intently? Jesus did. This is how big of a deal it was. Now, let me, let me clear the air. It wasn't the fact of dying on the cross. That was no big deal. Here's what really got to Jesus. It was the fact that the very thing he had hated, and remember, he was with God when the world was created. It was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. All that created was there. Jesus was there when it all happened. And from that point, even before, they hated the very thought of sin. And I think this, this day and the, the intensity of the prayer was Jesus realized every ounce of him, it would be like pouring tar over somebody until every single, every single tiny piece of skin was totally covered in tar. And Jesus became sin exactly that way. Not only on the outside, I really believe every blood cell, everything from his being in and out was just nothing but sin. Scriptures describe that Jesus became sin. And he was just sick about that. God, if there's any other way, come on. I don't want sin. It's not that he was afraid of dying. No, he did not want the very thing that he hated to become plus the separation because God cannot have fellowship with sin. And the moment Jesus became sin, your sin, my sin, the sin of the world, the sin of all time, the moment that happened, God said, I'm out of here. I, I, I can't look. How God's heart broke, how Jesus heart broke. And that's when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He knew the answer. 
But he cried it out anyway in anguish and despair. Now, we have days that seem like Fridays. We have crosses to bear. We, uh, we have physical situations and uh, doing a lot of painting and packing and stuff this week. I'm feel, feeling some of those <laughs> physical things this morning. We have emotional strain. We have spiritual backfalls and, and backlashes, and, and sometimes we just flat mess up. We all, according to Paul in Romans, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin. We all blow it and fall short of his glory. So we have all of these things. So every day is not, it's a great day. Yes, yes, let's get real. Let's get real. But I want to encourage you to love you. That though the problems come, the heartbreaks come, the crises come, there can be a foundation based in Jesus Christ that can, no matter what, stand firm. That can hold you up when no one else or nothing else can hold you up. There is a foundation in Jesus Christ, in the Lord, in God, just like Deborah uh, read that scripture from Isaiah. Wow! There can be that foundation that we can cling to so that we can get through those harsh, harsh Fridays. And then wake up. <laughs> we don't worry about Sunday. Wake up to Sunday. You see, Sunday for Jesus, well, Friday was, was D-Day. Sunday was B-Day. Sunday was Victory Day for Jesus. And my goodness, Sunday was Victory Day for us. Wow. Do you realize if Jesus was still in the grave, we would not have a hope with God in heaven? That's supreme. We would have this whole field out here would have all kinds of livestock because we'd still be doing those offerings. <laughs> oh, what a mess. But he was a supreme sacrifice once and for all. Once and for all. So that we can become Sunday believers. It can be our victory day. The love that Christ has for us enabled him to unselfishly, compassionately, and lovingly give himself up for us. So that it can be V-Day for us as well. Jesus overcame self by allowing God to totally control every minute of every day. I want to say that again. Jesus overcame self by allowing God to totally control every moment of every day, and the result was Resurrection Sunday. That's the result. And you know what? According to scripture, according to God's word, the word himself, we can do the same. Now you've heard me quote this verse or read from it many, many times, and I'm going to do it again. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Turn over to Galatians chapter 2, 
verse 20. And notice what we read in this incredible, incredible verse. Sometimes I'll just quote the first part of it, but I want to read all of it today. I want you to see how we can have a victorious life in Christ and only in Christ, not anything of yourself. Notice, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, in, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live, Paul says, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith. And the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul is saying, hey, I died to myself. Boom, I'm gone. Now it's Jesus. Everything about Paul was Jesus. If he went to the local 7-Eleven, he would try to win the person on the other side of the counter to Jesus. Everything about Paul. Here he is in jail. Many, many, many days, many, many, much of his life after he became a Christian. And here these guards, day after day after day, had to hear about Jesus because that's all he knew. It's no longer I that live, it's Christ that lives in me. And I live my life by faith in him, in Christ, who died for me, who gave himself for me. Oh, you see, we can have V-Day every day, even when the crisis comes, even when the hardships come, even when the disappointments come, even when the sad things happen or tragedies happen, there still can be victory in Jesus. And it's in Jesus. Now, secondly, what about your sin? Let's look at Friday for a minute. Jesus and us. Friday. That day, and I've already described all that Jesus went through when he became sin. But I, as I was working on a sermon a while back, I was thinking about creation. You know, as you go back and, and you read the descriptions in God's word, the sun quit shining. The sun said, I ain't shining. I ain't going to do it. You have put my creator on the cross. What have I got to shine about? It's turned off. The moon, the stars, we're not coming out to take the sun's place. Absolutely not. It, scripture says it was dark. And that word dark means, I mean midnight dark. Where there's absolutely no, nothing in front of you. I remember camping out as a kid in, in Kentucky. And my brother and his buddy sent me up to the house about a quarter mile away to get the mustard. <laughs> so I'm like a you know, little kid. I got to do what they tell me to do. They'll beat me up. And I remember walking away from the fire. And it was like, boom, oh, there's a tree right there. It was dark. And I gave him the mustard when I got back, let me tell you. But you know, it's that kind of day, this day. The sun refuses to shine. The moon and the stars are not coming out. The earth shook. And I wonder if it didn't shake for two reasons. Number one, because it's just bad. What are you doing to our creator, you stupid people? If you'd have behaved yourself, we could have a perfect world. But no! You had to let sin just control your life. And now look what Jesus is going through. 
And maybe it shook in tears. How horrible for Friday. All the emotions that Jesus must have gone through. Knowing that he was clothed in sin and, and crying out those things from the cross. And there would be a Sunday for us. Oh, we, we really need this to be Sunday. We need it to be the day, not the day. Jesus overcame. He overcame. He conquered. And I want to tell you something, church, so can we. I, I have some more biblical truth. Turn over to Hebrews this time. Hebrews chapter 4. <coughs> Hebrews is getting toward the end of the New Testament. Uh, right before James, so if you know a lot of people like James, that's a great letter. So right before James, you have Hebrews. Over the fourth chapter, fourth chapter, verses 14 through 16. Follow with me in your Bibles or follow on the screen. Just, just, just listen, if nothing else. But hear these words. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Now listen to this next part. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Now I've had people come up to me and say, well, Steve, if Jesus lived in our day and age, well, he couldn't have overcome. He'd, he'd, he'd blown it. He'd blown it. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Because Scripture tells us that he has been tempted in every way that we have. And he did overcome, and he still would overcome, because he is the Son of God. He is the risen Savior. Now, did you see this, though? We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Now notice this next verse. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Satan starts coming after you, and you know he's coming after you. Run to Jesus. <laughs> He's been there, done that, and overcame it. Help! That's okay. Cry out. Cry out to Christ. Cry out to Jesus. He's been there. He understands what you're going through. He got through it, and he can help you get through it. But you've got to cry out to him. You can't say, well, Lord Jesus, I tried. I just couldn't overcome sin. I just gave in. No, you didn't try. You didn't really come to Christ like should. Why would we want to live in Friday when we can live in Sunday? Jesus overcame. And so can we. Now I just want you to understand that that Sunday was, was special. The stone rolled away to a, a bright and glorious day. It was Easter. It was <coughs> Resurrection Day. The stone was gone. And oh, the joy, the peace, the victory, the assurance that, that, that was in this resurrection. I can imagine the sun that morning going, Pooh, I can't wait to shine. 
I'm going to show up five minutes early because this is just the greatest day in our world. And it just shined as bright as it could. Every bird, it sang louder. It might have been hoarse the next day, but that day was resurrection day. Creation's got every reason to sing because our creator is alive again. Every flower, every even rock. I just imagine the earth as sad as it was a couple of days before. I just imagine the earth was just the opposite on this day. The earth was just rejoicing, praising God. Creation was praising the creator. But you know, we can, we can live in the damp, murky, dark, lonely tomb of sin. Why would we do that? When we can live victoriously a resurrected life of freedom, peace, Joy and deliverance from sin. Let me just real quick read these verses again, in case you didn't get it. Hebrews 14, or 4, 14 through 16. I encourage you to write it down, mark it in your Bible. When I need help at the top of your page, you can go right to it. Listen, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's not the only one. Turn over quickly to James, the next little letter over. James chapter 4. Verse 7, again a verse I've used many, many times, but one that we need to really focus on. Next time Satan comes, here's what you do. Notice what it says, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So here's the, here's the plan. You submit to God. You say, God... It is no longer I that lives. It is, it is you that live in me. It is Christ that lives in me. And I, I'm dying to myself, and I am submitting myself to you. And then here comes Satan. He's bebopping along and coming. And he, he gets one of them fiery darts, and you're like, you're like, Lord, here he comes. And God says, I know. Let's go. And we run, and you resist the devil. And after resisting, the devil goes, oh, man. And he leaves. He'll be back. But he leaves for now. So what you got to do next time is be all that much more stronger because you've submitted more to God. You saw God come through this time. You can be assured he's going to come through next time and time and time and time again. And you know what you're going to find out? This sin stuff is so much a part of your history. It's pretty easy to overcome now. I think this works. I like this plan, God. It's not that, that tough. I just submit to you. I give every ounce of my being to you. I am a Sunday Christian every day of the week. I'm just letting you have rule and reign in my life. And then when Satan comes, we're ready for him. Notice I said we. Don't try it alone. Don't try it alone. You'll never win. But with Christ, everything is possible. Amen. You can have that very, very victory. I want to finally close out by looking at our death. What about your death? Friday for Jesus, well, 
in our text back over here in Luke 24, verse 5. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He'd been there. There were his clothes. He had folded them, and I appreciated Dave Heap's meditation last week at communion talking about the napkin and the folded clothes of Jesus basically said, I will return. He, he had everything. He was There was proof that he had been there. He ain't there now. Friday happened. Friday was real. Friday was a real Savior on a real cross dying for real sin, and it was yours and mine. Friday can be a day of defeat and levy. Friday, most of the world lives in. Friday is just kind of a, a, a daily routine. Friday is just being a part of this world and going to Stuff Mart after service because maybe they'll have Easter specials. Maybe they'll discount their candy early. Oh, I can go to Stuff Mart and get more stuff. That's Friday. That's the world. That's not us. We're Sunday. <laughs> We're Sunday. We, 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 are, we are just waiting for that final grand illumination, that grand happening when we meet Jesus in the air, when we can really celebrate. But already our anticipation can be so, so great. You see, we know that Christ mastered death. You saw it there in verse 5. Let me take you over to Romans chapter 6. Verse 8 and 9. Romans 6, 8 and 9. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Oh, man, I'm loving this. First Corinthians is another great one. One of my favorite passages in, in all of the Bible. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54. I was going to read 54 and 55, but I just love this whole thing. I'm going to read all the way through 57. And just this, let God speak to your heart as this is being read. When the perishable, that which is spoiled, that's what perishable is. When the perishable, you know, you got those big numbers on your milk carton, your milk jug expires, you know. Well, our day came up yesterday, and there's still that much milk in it. Okay, let's see. Okay, it's good. So I go to the camp because I didn't want, you know, I don't feel real good today. No, just kidding. But, but uh, you know, that's spoilage. That's, that's what this is talking about, the, that perishable stuff. But notice what happens. When the perishable, the spoil puts on something that cannot spoil. That cannot, it's imperishable. Notice, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, the mortal, that which dies, clothed with inward or, or with immortality. And, and when the saying that is written will come true, death has been swallowed up in victory. Notice what Paul says. Where, oh, death is your victory? He is making fun of death. <laughs> He's laughing at death face to face. He's going, death, you ain't got nothing on me. What's going on? Where is your victory? Where is your sting? And then notice what he says. The sting of death is sin. Well, we've overcome that, right? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Now notice, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, wow. 
the victory. Again, it's not our victory, it's not us, it's Christ. It's his victory. Oh, victory in Jesus. I won't sing that song. But I want to. I sure want to. Man, there's the victory. And it's in him. I, I love the little story of the uh, teacher was, uh, Sunday school teacher decided to have a, a play for all of her kids in the Sunday school class. It was going to be a resurrection play. And knowing these kids well, she picked out a role for each one. So she got to this one little boy, and she told him his role. He goes, nope, don't want to do it. She goes, why not? Because I want to do another role. She goes, well, what role do you want? He goes, I want to be the rock. What? I want to be the rock. Why do you want to be the rock? I just want to be the rock. But the rock doesn't have any speaking parts. I want to be the rock. Pretty adamant. Okay, okay, you're the rock. So she went home and made a rock for him to kind of fit into. The play went without incident. Everything was fine. After the play, she asked each one of the kids, well, how did you like your role? How did you like your part? And they all gave their answer. She, she saved the little boy for last because she thought he's going to be so disappointed that he chose the rock. I mean, a rock. And so she got to him and she said, well, little Billy, how did you like your role? And he just jumped up and down. He goes, I loved it. I loved it. She said, why? He says, because I got to roll out of the way and let Jesus out of the tomb. Church, it's time we let Jesus out of the tomb. we got to get him out of the tomb. And I mean the tomb of our hearts. We've got to stop living as Friday people. We've got to start living as Sunday people. We've got to stop getting caught up with the garbage of this world, the stuff mark, all that stuff. By the way, if there's anything you want, come to my house, and I'll give it to you. Okay? Just, Denise, is, okay Denise isn't here. I'll, I'll give it to you. So just come on by. We've got to get rid of the stuff. We've got to think about and focus and live for what's really important. You see, Friday is here. I know we're kind of Friday situation. But Sundays are coming. Watch this little video. is conspired. The crowd is vilified. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. Peter is denying. But they don't know that Sunday's a coming. It's Friday. The Romans beat my Jesus. They robe him in scars. They crown him with thorns. But they don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. See Jesus walking to Calvary. His blood dripping. His body stumbling. And his spirits burning. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning. 
an evil spirit. It's right. The soldiers nailed my Savior's hands to the cross. They nailed my Savior's feet to the cross. And then they raised him up next to criminals. It's right. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming. It's right. The disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. And the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved. But they don't know. It's only right. Sunday's coming. It's right. He's hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken by his father, left alone and dying. Can nobody save him? Oh, it's Friday, but Sunday's come. It's Friday, the earth trembles, the sky grows dark, my king yields his Friday, hope is lost, death has won, sin has come, and Satan's just a laugh. It's Friday, Jesus is buried, a soldier stands guard, and a rock is rolled into place. But it's Friday. It is only Friday. Sunday is a cup. Somebody tell me, what is today? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, whoa, say that again and say it like with some meaning. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Why be an old murkety-muckety Friday person when we can be Sunday believers? When we can go out these doors and begin to spread Sunday to everybody, and, and, and that includes tomorrow, now, I know some of us go back to work tomorrow, and it's, I guess, the M word Monday. But not for us, because we're Sunday. We're Sunday. And the next time the crisis hit, we're Sunday. So let me just say, if you are a Friday, if you're living in that turmoil, then you need to be right up here when we start singing our invitation hymn. Now, I'm talking... First of all, to those that are not Christians, 
those that have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you're old enough to understand and you have not accepted Christ, if you have not had your sins washed away through immersion, oh, you need to come be a Sunday Christian. That trumpet is going to sound. We don't know when. The dead of Christ are going to rise first, and we that remain will be caught up in the air to meet Jesus in the air. Just this week, Saul and I were talking, and he said, Dad, will Jesus have those nail scars when we see him? I said, oh, yeah, buddy, they'll be there. It should be our scars, but they're his. They're healed, and by his stripes, we are healed. Sunday, oh, my, what a day. Let me say one more thing. If you are a believer in Christ, if you are a, a, an accepted Christian, if you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, maybe you've been living Friday, maybe you've slipped back to Friday. It happens. I've done it in my life. I'll admit it. In my high school years, I just told God, I'm done. See ya. Adios. And I left. Thank God. He loved me enough to let me come back. So if you're one of those, it's okay. Believe me, it's okay. But today, you might want to go ahead and respond. We don't have any guarantee about tomorrow. So right now, let's stand. Let's sing this hymn of invitation as, as, as Sunday Christians. And if you need to make a response, come as we respond to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords.